Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, boils and ghouls, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday night, the Freak Show happens right here on the internet. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, and more fine repositories of podcasty goodness. Every week we watch a movie, then we sit around and throw it to the dogs in the Thunderdome, where I'm Colin and surrounded by the internet radio superstars, Travis, Jenny, Nick, and this week it's our special Halloween episode. It's not that special. Halloween! (laughs) Just by luck. I got the Halloween pick, so I picked 2013's, what's his name? Robert Robert Wolfgang Zombie? No, I don't. Uh, The Lord's... Of Salem. Now we've mm. seen the movie, so I can think of mm. something wrong with that uh, title. There's always uh, the uh, lords and ladies. Can we have female lords? It just sounded cool. I'm sure that <laughs> yeah. was Rob Zombie's thinking, like, <laughs> Lords of Salem. The Lords of Salem. I'm sure he had the movie title before the script. <laughs> I think he had a song at one point. Oh, yeah. I'm sure remember. he did. I'm yeah. sure he did. I don't know what it was about, but I just remember. Uh, uh, it's the Lord of Salem or something like that. I don't know how it goes. Uh, so this is, um, well, I mean, should we talk about Rob Zombie and his uh, like brief career here? Is it brief? It's pretty brief. I think it's brief. Yeah. He's just like, like a bunch of remakes. remakes. What has he got? Four, four movies under his belt? Well, well not animated one. Halloween. Yeah, this is a hell- or Halloween. Halloween one got two. five. House of a Thousand House Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses. Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Rejects. Then it goes to two Halloweens. And then this. And, and El Super Beasto. So it's 6 plus 31, which is 7. So we're talking like fucking, what, 12 years or something? He's in 7 movies in 12 years? That's pretty prolific. Yeah. Well, I mean. Huh. Yeah, but uh, did Lords of Salem put a hit on him, though, because uh, he didn't do any other work, and then he had to go and uh, get funding for, yeah, for 31. 31. Yeah. It was well, like a... Fan-driven movie. Because, uh, well, Lords of Salem, if I remember correctly, it was one of those... uh, I mean, it is a Blumhouse movie, but it doesn't actually say that it is. It's produced by Jason Blum. So it was one of those deals where I think when Blumhouse was getting going, their stipulation was, we will give an artist, director, whatever, like a million dollars or something like that. And you get full creative control, but you get a million dollars. And it's like the max that you can work with. So then they would try to find a, a distribution partner for it. And I remember that this one kind of went up for auction at maybe the Toronto Film Festival or something. They premiered it there, and then Anchor Bay bid on it to put it out in theaters. It turns out that the town where I'm at was like one of the 400 and some cities that uh, actually screened it in, in theaters. And then it went directly after that to video. Which, according to Rob Zombie, true or false, I don't know, but he has said that this was his most financially successful movie. Hmm. And I'm attributing that to the fact that you couldn't see it any other way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, if you right. were outside those 400 cities, the only way to see it was to buy it when it came yeah. out. On- and, and like I was <laughs> telling you earlier, you couldn't find it on Netflix or like Amazon Prime. On the, well, probably Prime if you paid for it, you know, the whole movie, but you couldn't find it anywhere. And the only way. That I picked it up, you know, to see it. I had to buy it in the store. Yeah. 
but I never watched it when I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Can you rent it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, once it came out on video, you could actually rent the thing. But, I mean, it was uh, a change of pace, I think. For Well, I mean, what establishes, what is generally thought of as, like, the Rob Zombie style? What what it is is images of, like, public domain, like, monsters and space people. <laughs> and, uh... Hillbillies <laughs> and rednecks, usually. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I would say is dirty hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah, just like grungy, just yeah. gloom cookie people, and a lot of. Uh, I was going to say there's a predilection towards Halloween. Obviously, he did the two Halloween movies, but House of a Thousand Corpses has a. Well, there's always strong violent. like Halloween decoration yeah. or whatever. I mean, vi- there's not, it, this movie's not really violent, but usually there's a lot of violence in his movies. Well, that's why I think this movie's a change from the style that he established. Like everything else that he's done has been basically like. Handheld, you know, and kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a music video, most of his movies. But I thought he established this style in Halloween too, when he started getting like, oh, yeah? like too artsy for the media. Oh, you with know? that fucking white horse. Yeah, do the fucking <laughs> white horse. <laughs> That's when you're like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, to me, art, art and horror to me is like oil and water, or oil and uh, yeah. Right, I'm gonna make a confession. The white horse thing's about the only thing I liked about Halloween too. Because <laughs> that movie was so bad. I okay, mean, like, you know what? I this, you know, this is why I don't like zombie as an artiste. You know, I mean, as a music maker, okay, cool. Like even Devil's Reject, I really enjoyed. Like so, you know, some of his slasher technique I like. But as an artist, the reason I don't like him is because. He'll give you the metaphor or whatever, and then he'll have someone tell you what it is, like point blank, right? Like he just expects you to figure it out, or something. Oh, like, like in Halloween too. You're saying that thing at the beginning the that thing explains the be- but even what in the this, white horse represents. Okay, because in this, like, even though I'm fast forwarding way to the, the the ending, even in this, when like we see all the imagery, and then you have Meg Foster, the main witch, be like. You have become the, 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 the like she's just fucking telling us what the <laughs> why did we just watch this like metaphorical thing if you're just gonna have someone in dialogue fucking yeah. tell you this is what is happening? Yeah. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> it's redundant a little bit. And yeah. he does it a lot. Well, I mean like the see, I don't know. It's like what's the strengths of Rob Zombie and his weaknesses? Music? I mean, yeah, but yeah, no, his but he music, doesn't even his use movies. Is, is really good, is awesome. I, that's one thing I love. About but now we're Zombie saying like he's not, not music he's making for the movies. This is just, music that he just chooses for the like yeah. he constructs a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's one of those. I don't know. He is just one of those guys where he's like making a music video. He's making a horror music video almost more than anything. Yeah. Right? Well, the one that feels the most like that to me is House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, that feels oh. like you know. You know, because I think that's, you know, like, what do you do? Living Dead Girl and mm-hmm. Dragula and, yeah. you know, those things. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. I'm your boogeyman. I mean, it has that kind of aesthetic, you know. That's like a really rough movie, like from a filmmaking standpoint, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it just kind of feels really amateurish. And then Devil's Rejects feels more like that's what the first, like he was aiming for with the mm-hmm. first one, but kind of like went off and, you know, had to get the whole yeah, Halloween he had to get the feel carnival for it, yeah. you know, yeah, thing out of, the, out of his system. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> what I call the Texas Chainsaw Massacre tunis of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's definitely inspired greatly by other stuff, but, you know, it's like, I mean, if we level that criticism at Rob Zombie, we'd be leveling that at, at, at Quentin Tarantino as well, you know? Well, but, but I don't think Quentin Tarantino, it's hard to find, like, an exact movie to point to that he, where, to me, Rob Zombie, like, okay, to, to me, I mean, I've said it a lot of times in our in our personal conversations is, this is like heavy metal Rosemary's Baby. This is his version of Rosemary's Baby. I mean, fuck, almost to a T. <coughs> when it comes to being like the apartment building. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the curse. That, that, right. it's it's the, curse. the Halloween <laughs> ghost is getting your ass. Morgan. <laughs> fucking what's her name? Well, yeah, I mean, it shares a similarity with Rosemary's Baby in that it, there's an apartment complex where our heroine lives. She's friends, yeah. an old lady that is in the apartment. And they have designs to offer her up to the devil as a vessel for the birth of the anti. The way she gets sick in this movie is the way Rosemary is getting sick from the the uh, drink that the sickness people are, like, making for her. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean... Maybe she got sick from the crowd. It's heavy metal Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it well, just has a other, like, side note story about about the record and the music and the, uh, and the what I call the witches. misery detective uh, <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know... I mean, I, I, I hear you when you say that, but I wonder, like, if it, if, you know, if somebody was out there and they heard, you know, it's like, well, this is Rob Zombie's Rosemary's Baby, you know, would that be, would they go into that movie and go like, what in the fuck were they talking about? <laughs> like, I don't see that at all. Like, I get that, you know, that that's there. So it's like, I, I do see that, right? That, you know, so if you're going to do a movie about like, you know, somebody's going to get birth to the Antichrist, it's like, you know, there's certain stops along that journey but i mean it adds like this whole thing with like these witches and this music that if you play it in the haunted record album and it's like the uh the i was thinking like is the gate a movie about like a haunted record album you remember that the gate yeah don't no, the gate like is a, about like a no but there's a heavy metal record in isn't there? I don't think so. Isn't it just like that? a hole no. in the ground with the yeah, little like subhumanoid There's thing? like some heavy metal record. I can't remember if they really? play it backwards or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. wasn't Trick or Treat, right? Yeah, well, Trick or Treat definitely yeah, is a movie that has a haunted record album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like any of those other heavy metal movies. It's just weird that like, you know, I mean, watching this movie is like, okay, you know, she's a disc jockey. Uh, this is his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, and she gets who was looking kind of old in this movie. By hey, the way. Hey, hey, she's, hey, she's beautiful. Hey. Don't I, I'm not knocking her at all, but she was. Hey, I mean, she's her acting kind of new. <laughs> 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 I think that's all I'm saying. I think she's very pretty, but she, I don't know, she looked a little. Well, older I appreciated the butt shots. Yeah, yeah. Zombie for lots yeah. of butt shots. I mean, she's still keeping it tight. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. keeping it tight. <laughs> yeah, her face is. I mean, it just it, she just looked older. Well, she was like depressed was, the whole the whole well, movie. I mean, she's yeah. like get to that. I mean, that's like I didn't know if they wanted her to look worn down yeah, because I think she is, is like a recovered. Well, she's yeah. also like well, got to be in her late thirties, if not early forties. Not that you know. Yeah, what are we saying about ageism in Hollywood? She's a fine, fine-looking... Oh, well, I, I was just... The director like, even wife, Halloween so. too, I got a big crush on like, hers. I don't know what the age gap is between... Or the... You know, how many years are in between it, but... 
I don't know. I just thought she looked. Less than seven, was it right? Yeah, it was almost like six, five or six years in between. I mean, she was, you know, I remember when she was in House of a Thousand Corpses. Baby Firefly. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's her. Annoying yeah. as hell. <laughs> but that is her. I mean, that whoa, whoa. is like, I mean, that role, she was perfect for her. Perfect. I always seen her as as a Harley Quinn character, that she would play that. Yeah, that pretty would be good. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're saying based off of Baby Fire. Yeah. Baby Firefly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the mom of Michael Myers. It's like, okay, she's oh, going to be in horrible. Yeah. I didn't think she was that bad, really. Not too bad. She just has a... I don't know, man. The way... I don't know. To me, she's got a problem delivering lines. Like, like even the first thing she... I mean, I guess it's nitpicking in some weird way. But, like, like the first, like, scene where she, she like, stares down the hallway at the mysterious room number five. And she's like, hi, I'm your new neighbor. Whatever. <laughs> and the person turns around, like, the way she, like... Holds her arm up like it's like oh god that's like to be this bad acting like the <laughs> yeah. weird right well, yeah, I don't know that's just like body language I, I think that that's there because it's like she's one of these people who I mean I, you know well, I don't know that, I don't know it's kind it's kind of like the what what the fuck type you know yeah, body I movements it, I thought. I didn't notice it until she was drinking wine with the, the three older women. And sisters, yeah, and they're talking to her, and she's like, just the way she was saying, you got like three great seen. actresses, and then one who's yeah. like, weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it there. That's when I, that's when I first noticed it. Yeah. Well, so I'm wondering if she's ever actually like been professionally trained, or if this is just something like she, she a stripper. She was a, she was a, yeah, a dancer, yeah. and then well, she was yeah, a groupie for the month. She's the most glorified groupie ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just one of those actor's wife or director's wife things, you know. The yeah, I mean, he's the only person who employs her, I guess. I mean, I think she was in the Toolbox Murders, the Toby Hooper movie remake. But, I mean, she got killed, I think, in the first scene. But that's the only other thing I think that she's done that wasn't directed by Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's one of those things. I mean, you see, like, you know, Paris Hilton's going to be in a movie. And you go watch it, and you're like... Yeah, doing any better or worse than like any of the other you know people who are in these type of movies, and you know I mean Sherry Moon Zombie, I mean she's like sufficient. It's not like she's going to wear an Oscar, you know, no, yeah. an Oscar, you know. But well, it's like most yeah, of this movie is like a silent role. She just yeah. has to like look sick, and yeah, look around showing her butt. She yeah, just yeah. <laughs> she just gets like punished. I think through this entire movie, it's a very gloomy. Atmospherically well, dude, dark and gloomy. The movie, movie starts off like it's the morning time, and like it's still just like pitch black, except for like whatever one or two light sources in the room. It's just like, oh, that's a great apartment, though. It's morning yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Did you see her nightstands or what supplies the light? Like she's got like box. They're yeah. like box lights. Yeah, so it's like a transparent, lights? like a like a frosted glass box with a light yeah, inside but they're of it. Like the you, size were of a too much, you were paying too close attention to the nightstand. <laughs> it was a cool, you know, I mean, it was a cool I was look. looking. I was looking at other things. <laughs> yeah, but they're in that room. They're in that room a couple times, Nick, so we can, we can, we can, we can okay. come back and to Sometimes it. I wonder the, okay, the first time I'd ever really seen, or the earliest I've seen, like, just, like, big photographs on walls was in Woody Allen's Stardust Memories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sherry, or whatever her name is in this movie. Heidi Hawthorne. Heidi LaRock. LaRock. Well, she's got images plastered all, like, all her wallpapers. Yeah. 
I thought that was actually ironic that it was the first, it was the trip to the moon. It was the George Melies movie. Because I think I had just seen Hugo, like, came out right before this movie or something. That's all about George Melies. Yeah. And then it was like, holy fuck. Yeah. It's a cool design. She's got, you know, giant, you know, murals on the wall. The bathroom walls. has uh, the Rocket Man chapter serial guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's like Basically, it looks like a white zombie cover, like, like in yeah. booklet. <laughs> Cool black and white like tiles and stuff. This you know naked witches hanging out in the in the, the corners of her kitchen. The uh, only Jesus. the only thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. Now like, how okay that type of scare like how do you feel about? Because I've never like you know you turn on the light. Oh my god, there's someone standing there, and someone's just like, "We get the milk out of the fridge," and they're like, "There's no standing there." Oh, they don't see it. It was like what? What was it? The the not the haunting. What was the damn? It was the Blumhouse one, uh, The Conjuring, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden that witch shows up on top of the oh, fuck the, the, the fuck armoire. That. <laughs> fuck it. That that you know I don't <laughs> jump too like many that. times, but that it still affects. Me. But that one actually <laughs> does threaten the protagonist. Right? Yeah. I mean, this is a different situation. This it's like, is just it's like, the shock of her standing there and then. And not noticing it. Yeah, the, the hero doesn't oh. see her. The heroine doesn't see her, so she's she never really in any danger. You know no. what I mean? So it's like, it's just the loud, and it's like, oh god, there's a fucking desiccated witch <laughs> standing in the corner of your house. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it seems to me oh. like he's inserting those moments because you got to keep something to keep yeah to keep because otherwise this is a pretty slow burn uh horror because you really need nothing to happen in this movie i mean all you got to do is introduce like oh this lady knows these older ladies these older ladies are gonna like take care of her but they're actually witches just like in rosemary's (laughs) and uh (laughs) and then like every once in a while we'll open the door to satan in a in a weird room i mean the only thing i did like is i like the opening of the uh of uh, the the room number five, how they like just blasted kind of like just like a simple red light. So when you start to oh, yeah, yeah. push it in, the it bounces. I don't know much about like the uh, the Bigfoot. Like, yeah, yeah. What was okay, that? I'm trying to. There's supposed to be the, the beast. Well, yeah, the devil. But was it the devil? No, I don't think so. Actually, well, because no, we see the devil later on in the movie. The butterball devil. Well, the he's That's the, the devil. I think he's that the was devil. the devil. He was the turducken, the turdevil, the, 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 the or yeah, yeah. I think that's one of those cases where, like, you know, Rob Zombie has a visual kind of just guy, like an aborted baby. Yeah, but he's like, trying to give you a devil that you've never seen before. That's well, one of those I, moments where a guy's like, I, I was corner, just like, I'm going to do something weird and different. That that turducken baby. You know, devil guy. I, I I took that as the baby that was going inside of her. Right? No, because well, I got that. I I, that scene played like an impregnation. Scene. It definitely like, was. He, she was offered to him. She walks through the door into the portal to hell's like antechamber or whatever the. You it know, was like a cathedral or whatever. Yeah, yeah, antechamber, but it's got this immaculate chandelier. And oh, it's just, yeah. you know, but that, gorgeous. To me, I always. The devil at the top, and then he like shoots his, uh, whatever. Tentacles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but she was giving him a hand job. She wasn't doing anything. Well, she was shuddering. Somehow she was becoming impregnated. That's because Rob Zombie's a fan of Yurisuka Doji, which you could check out our uh, review of. (laughs) That's why he used tentacles for the impregnation. 
Yeah, I mean, and also it's he's weird, right? he's turdevilin yeah. size. I took that as because the devil on Earth is like half at his power or whatever, right? So that's why he's this miniature version of the devil. Okay, okay the you know, full size devil is the because you know you got you got like Bigfoot. a uh, you know a spiritual being becoming like you know crossing over. Well, we see the furry Bigfoot in the apartment, which yeah. could be foreshadowing. We don't know, Does and then we see to do with the goat. Well, he's at the furry demon thing is at the first uh what about the goat? Like pregnancy <laughs> delivery scene where they have Lisa Marie on the the witches are sac- trying to birth the first Lisa uh, Marie. Yeah, that was her. Uh, she was in her part was all kind of I gotta tell you all about this. But Presley? <laughs> no, no, no. Lisa Marie. Tim Burton's ex an actress. Uh, Sorry. But there's a scene where the witches from the 1600s are trying to birth yeah. the okay. Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. And the big furry devil shows up at that point. Like, okay. he's there to collect. I think they show him walking okay. up out of the fire. And then this movie is full of uh, surrealism. <laughs> right? Yeah. I say that? Surrealism being we're going to use imagery as symbols to represent other things other than a literal reality. And it's about a woman losing her mind, becoming possessed, something, over the course of, what is it, seven days? Something not like even, that. It's not even no, seven it's, days. It's like a week like or four, less. four or five, <clears throat> yeah. Until ultimately she becomes the savior of Satan, kind of, which is, whatever, she's presented at the end she's as the like... the vessel of the anti. Right. Groot. <laughs> she gave birth to Groot. A little tentacle thing. I mean, again, it's like if you're going to do it, you've got to go as far away from Rosemary's baby as you can, right? <laughs> so yes. like we're going to give Starfish. it a tentacle thing. Uh, Jenny, do you know who Meg Foster is? No. Evelyn from Masters Evil of Lynn the Universe. from Masters of the Universe. Let's see. They live. Uh, Oblivion. <laughs> okay. Well, those are our big hits. I mean, after this, we're going Leviathan and. I've you know. listened to the podcast. Nuts. Okay. <laughs> well, she was an awesome witch, main witch. She is completely believable. I think, like, like mm-hmm. so much in a way that you're she's like. She's the main witch, right? Yeah, she's Margaret scary. Morgan. Okay. Like, like, you believe that the actress playing her is unhinged. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yes. all the witches, they're not cackling. They are fucking out of their minds. So, so do you like, think it that wasn't was hard her to actual find... nude body, yes, or was, was it a bodysuit? I body was going to ask the exact same question. I don't know, right? I think, it almost looked like a bodysuit. Well, it did, I think too. It, yeah, I but there's so like too. where the, You can see her muscles and all that. I mean, maybe. Mm. I mean, she's a thin woman, but I'm thinking there was something laid over the top of her actual skin to give it more of a wrinkly texture. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because yeah, she was looking... Because she like had her abdomen, like maybe her boobs were her real boobs, but I think from like tits down, like tits it was down. just so, <laughs> tits down. it was just like so stretched and just I don't know. Yeah, because as fit as she was, I can't imagine everything would look that saggy. Because what did she have to like her abdomen? She didn't have any fat on her. Like what would sag? Yeah, well, she also had a brand, I think, like, burned into or carved into her chest that I'm like, okay, well, obviously, that's not drawn on, that's carved yeah. on, that's some type of prosthetic. But maybe, I don't like... But she's naked, or virtually naked, for most of this movie. And this is an actress, we have to assume, is in her, like, late 50s, right? 
Something yeah. like that, if not like 60s. I mean, I don't think your skin would look. I mean, Nick, I don't know. Like, You're if Nick. <laughs> I was thinking, but I thought maybe it's because I'm, I'm a woman also, but if Nick picked up on it, then. I think yeah, yeah. I, I, it just something. it just looked not normal, I guess. Well, I was wondering if it was a suit because I mean, like a lot of the angles that they catch her from are unflattering, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she's standing <laughs> facing the camera, she's completely nude. You can see, like you know, everything that's going on, and it's like you look. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it looks really rough. So either you're an actress and who's like, I don't, I'm playing a witch, I'm going all in. It does it comes out to sell that too. He's like, but I don't okay, think he did this is your scene. You're gonna get buck ass naked, and you're gonna look as horrible as you can look. Yeah, yeah, but at <laughs> and the, scene. At yeah. the end, I think. I mean, she, and she's in his new movie, so they must have got along. They didn't do that with all the women in this, like all the women in these movie, like in this movie. They're they're not all like that. I think he did something to her to make her look extra, like right. haggard and yeah, possibly. Just, well, I mean, definitely, she wears the green whatever. Demon witch, uh, kitchen witch, you know, costume or whatever. There's oh, something yeah. there, you know. But she looked it was, like caked on and stuff. Oh, yeah. She's the witch who shows up, like, oh. all through the place. Always naked, always cackling, always with this raspy voice. Totally believable as that character. Yeah. <laughs> Very satanic. Heavily yeah. satanic. Really into Satan. Really. And really? uh, there was a there's a, an opening scene that takes place in like 1692 where the Reverend John Hawthorne shows up and and burns these witches at the stake. Basically, that seems scattered throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Did you know? I found this out through reading this later. Uh, there was an actor named uh, Richard. Uh, God, I just fucking blanked on his name. Mm-hmm. He was in Bad Dreams. He was back in Bad Dreams. He was in fuck. Richard Lynch. There we go. I got it. You know who he is? Oh. <laughs> he was the principal in Halloween, the Rob Zombie. No? Okay. Well, anyway, Richard Lynch was hired to be the Reverend John Hawthorne, right? Showed up, shot his some of his scenes. Andrew Prine, who's John Hawthorne in the movie, was actually Judge Cotton Mather or whatever from the Salem Witch Trials thing. Richard Lynch died during production. Oh, shit. So because of that, they had to go and reconfigure all of those scenes. So they basically said, okay, well, we can't go back and reshoot. We're just going to assign the name John Hawthorne and through voiceover make this other guy John Hawthorne. And they had to cut out Sid Haig and Michael Berryman because they were like these two brothers who were hired by the Reverend to go, you know, arrest and burn the witches. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was like a whole subplot. I mean, I saw pictures from this movie that were uh, showing a movie poster called Frankenstein versus the Witchfinder, which starred Udo Kier and Daniel Roebuck as the Frankenstein monster. There's stills out there of this stuff that the radio station was giving away. And Barbara Crampton, who's barely in the movie now, uh, was had a longer part. She was the... Uh, like a grip or something on some kid's morning show called like Lobster Joe something. So like, all that's gone from the movie. Wow. And they had to like make a new movie from like whatever they had shot, mm. I think. So I'm like, always oh, like, what would the original movie have been like? And we're never going to know. Weird. Yeah. But the, uh, the witches in these opening scenes are always seen cavorting nakedly. And these are like. They have to be. Yeah, that's yeah what you have to do. show your true self. To worship Satan. You have to, be yeah. you have to strip your mortal clothing. I mean, I appreciate that. Something. 
But, you know, it's like, uh, I'm still kind of curious why Satan always wants you naked. <clears throat> I always just figured it's like Easy people access. would show up to these witch <laughs> meetings because, you know, everybody wants to get late. But yeah. in this case, there's no men invited to the circle. No. Kind of leads me to believe that witches are just nothing but... No, no witches strictly believe in chicks before dicks. Oh, snap. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, well, well, I mean, they're getting... Fun. Yeah, but they're, they're getting it. If you know what I mean, from you know, their the, ones, the devil. Yeah, the that's devil. That's the only the guy. And he's no, got see the devil. He's sticking it that's down. the problem. That's why they're fucking all haggard and fucking cranky. Is because the devil wanted to <laughs> fuck them, <laughs> right? He's just like, give me somebody else. Damn it, ladies! Yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. Give me, uh, not you. No, give me Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, you go. Yeah, it's crazy. This is true. I want to say the naked witch idea of having like women of all shapes and sizes in this uh, sequence. Well, you got to appreciate that. I mean, no, I mean, okay, those were the wrong words. I mean, it was. It's just. It's. Um, I guess. Very I mean, witchy. it's. Uh, uh, it's refreshing on a level where he didn't just stick to the stereotype uh, of like, sexy. Like models but, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. No cauldron. I mean, to, <laughs> to the, it's not a, I mean, but Rip to off. the eye, it's not necessarily refreshing, but it, I mean, you gotta give him kudos for that, wow. for like branching out and not just sticking to people like Sherry, but, you know. Right. Yeah, no, I that's think. That's what I meant. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> the other flip side is it is like, it, you know, I mean, he, he gets it from the Roman Polanski version of Macbeth that was done in the 70s. Naked witches, just right. like this. For all, I mean, you know, those types of witches. Uh, older, heavier women, you know, less, you know, trim model types. And you wonder, is like, are they doing it that way? Because, I mean, you're supposed to be repulsed, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what they're oh, going yeah. for. I mean, I get like what the internal logic of the witches, you know, we're cavorting and Satan's coming, so we got to undress. Not just young ones. You got some old titties in there, too. Well, there was like one young witch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know that I saw this movie with former podcast member Brent, and uh, he was uh, disturbed, I think, by those scenes. (laughs) It's been referenced so many times on this podcast, I couldn't help but start laughing. Lords of Salem, naked witches. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been in those conversations with those guys, too. When you guys were talking to them before, and you're like, oh, these old tits. I, know, and I just stuff. started laughing. And then I, I was like, this ain't as bad as you guys yeah, were really know, making it out to me. I was, I was ready to get the, the puke bucket out and everything, but. Yeah, they're natural, natural women. Yeah. Doing their thing. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as you guys made it out to me. Yeah, I've I seen know. Kathy Bates in, uh, oh. in, what is it, about oh. Schmidt? Yeah, that was, that was something. <laughs> So, <laughs> so their ultimate curse is, ooh, you know this lady that is like related to the dude that burnt us, and she also works at the radio station. So we'll make this kick-ass album, have her put it on the radio, yeah, to get the, to all, get all the, the other originals, bitches. yeah. Yeah, the original the, bloodline. The you gotta get the that, that story was the just horse. a little. It was just a little weak. Like I got it. Like I was like, that's a good idea. Having like, oh man, let's put this on our like trasher, like whatever the hell. Trasher, thrasher. Yeah. Like because our everybody listens thing. to the rock station. But then it's like, yeah. why the fuck would they keep playing it? Because it is just Honestly, some stupid. And then they're like, they're coming <laughs> here. 
we're the only ones that have tickets, and well, apparently we only gave them out to 32 people. Yeah. Doesn't make fucking sense. At the goddamn end, when they, like, they, like, drag her out of her apartment, they go to the concert, and then she's like, bye, and then it goes to the whole, like, witchy-poo ending. It's like, what the, what, so what are those guys doing? Just standing outside, like, they're in another universe, man. Then once that door closed, yeah. they were they're trapped yeah, in reality, and she So was should they the, be, like, missing or something? No, those guys are out in the hall. Oh, who are you talking well, because, the two, okay, the well, the Herman? next day when we Whitey have, and, uh, yeah, the, the Whitey uh, and Blackie, yeah, Whitey and, and from the yeah, Shaft, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's Whitey, the, Herman Whitey, uh, something Herman or something, Herman something. I don't know, yeah, check your reference to your Blu-rays, <laughs> so, well, I mean, the way that but I it's like, it but is, at the end when it, when you hear the radio report of like 32, a mass suicide, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, so those guys have to be somewhere in relative time to, I mean, it's like, where the fuck are they? Well, they're still around there. They're, they're looking for Heidi. But That's what right. did they do that? They didn't. They walked all the way to the mm-hmm. concert just and to then, see her go like, inside. She says, bye. Door, she locked the in. door. Yeah. And she locked like, it. And then the well, next morning, hell, let's just go found. home. Yeah. Maybe they're the ones that called the cops and by the time the cop the cops No, the janitor in. found oh. the bodies in the morning, dude. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well the uh It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed no, to I, just yeah. go <laughs> It's like a two thousand one space odyssey fucking with the devil. Well to be fair though, like that stuff like the just the the Okay, so I know you don't, yeah, I know you don't like art movies. Nick, do you consider this an art film? Or what? No. Is it trying to be an art film? <laughs> well, I, I don't think he's trying to make it an art film. I think he's trying to go away from what he was normal in doing. You know, like the Thousand Corpses and, you know, that kind of rock music. Well, this, and this movie. is like, this is also like blatantly supernatural where those ones are all. There's a killer out to get you, you know, kind of thing. Even his Halloween movies. Well, but he changes House of Thousand his... Corpses is kind of supernatural at the end. Towards the end. Dr. Satan. Well, call me crazy. You probably will. But um, were the guys even there? Or did Heidi make all that up in her head? Like, was Because, you know, she gets to that concert hall and she's totally in a trance. Was that because she's just in a daze? She's in a daze for days. Because Satan's been fucking her yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> So was that? Yeah, I mean, all you get that from that scene of her pulling her pants up. Let me ask you. Let me throw this yeah. to you. The movie starts off in the present day with Heidi in falling asleep in a car. Is the whole movie a dream? Exactly. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we <laughs> know she was, was a heroin at, addict like, or something, right? Crack, crack addict. Sorry, sorry, not something. <laughs> wasn't selling herself. She only, she only hoarded herself out once. Well, that was to the, the devil. devil. Well, they to said the, the whore is the same. But she had to keep on uh, smoking crack after that. Yeah, so was it, I mean, were the guys really even there? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we assume that it's some kind of, not real reality, but like, I mean, for the narrative purpose of the movie. Well, we know, you know? that the author is missing, so that's yeah. real. Yeah, I mean, so the, the witches have put like a curse upon Maybe. like all the daughters of Sa- of Salem because... Uh, they, you know, Kill the, Hawthorne them. kills them. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they're shunned by the, they believe in, in the Christian God and the witches are like, we hate, you know, hail Satan. He's a liar! 
Yeah. Or so there's only 32 left. Is that what we're to assume? 32 original bloodlines still in Salem? Okay. Yeah. Quite possible. Let's go with that. That sounds okay. good. I thought maybe those are the, the only ones listening well, to the that, radio that station. at least when listen I was to, to uh, rock music. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was going to allude to earlier. Yeah, what if they don't even listen? It's yeah, like, like are those the only ones listening to their radio station? Or those yeah, not even rock, like death metal. Yeah, yeah, that was that was death metal. It was like death metal. Everybody just turns on their death metal station. I like this one. Well, did you... That was an interesting addition, because he's got the black metal dude, the... Uh, whatever, Count Gorgoth or whatever, from Leviathan, <laughs> yeah. the Fleeing Serpent, or whatever the hell <laughs> yeah. it's called. So it's like, you know, that kind of stuff like amuses me when you've got like a guy who is a hard rock performer, mm-hmm. right? Like making a movie that's all about Satan. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is, you know, I mean, I've heard, you know, people who think that Rob Zombie is a Satan. Yeah. Look at his show, yeah, you know, yeah. like that guy's his clearly in there. His last name is Zombie. You look exactly, at, you right? look at the stuff that's in his house and all that, because I've seen, like, like the MTV stuff, and, you know, he's got some fucked up shit in yeah. his crib. <laughs> so the reactionary group out there goes, you know, like, oh, he's a devil worshiper. So he brings in, like, you know, the faux uh, black metal, well, I mean, in the movies, it's supposed yeah. to be, like, the real representative of, like, you know, Norwegian black metal, right? And they make fun of him. He, like, totally takes the, the wind out of the sails of, like, you know, these guys in the corpse paint and, and all that stuff by bringing this guy in and kind of mocking him. Yeah, the mighty goat. But, but then they play Rush. Do they go from thrash death metal to playing Rush? Yeah, so they're probably not playing thrash metal all the time. These yeah. women who are listening to this thing are like, you know, this is just what to turn on yeah. like, in the evenings. Whatever the hell time this radio station yeah, comes on at. That's what I don't get about this fucking movie. There's like, it's morning time. Off to work. It's like, wait, are they like morning DJs? Are they like, because they <laughs> no, get I off think late? It was like one in the morning or, you know. Yeah, she wakes up really late. That's what I got. She wakes up and then. No, she, she wakes up at like four in the morning and takes her dog for a walk. That's why I was like, then she goes to work. I'm like, wait a I second. Think it was like, night. That's like yeah, October. It was like it's at five dusk. o'clock. And, yeah. yeah, it's it's like in the fall. It's already dark at like five o'clock. She's getting up at night. I nighttime. thought they said it was the morning. But you'd think she'd be on, like, to She wakes up butt naked. Well, I mean, giggity. As Nick said, all single women wake up. Yeah, all single women wake up naked. Yeah, just, with just, just stockings on. Yeah, knee yeah. high stockings. Knee high stockings. Giggity. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, why isn't she on, like, the drive time, you know, radio slot or whatever? Like, you know, on the air at 5 o'clock. She's on at, like, 7 till. Two o'clock in the morning no. or something yeah. like that. No. Comes home and her elderly neighbors are having wine parties. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Other thing that Rob's on. It's just too much like Rosemary's Baby. I can't get what out of my you? fucking head. <laughs> I've seen Rosemary's Baby and I didn't think about it once. Oh, you think harder. Right, well, I've seen Rosemary's Baby, but not Star Wars. Do you think there we'll was a, a strong Rosemary's Baby uh, vibe to this whole thing? Yeah, I had the vibe. Because of its... Uh, the old ladies taking care of her. Uh, oh, God. I mean, everything. So it's, you're saying it's Rosemary's Baby with the addition of... Uh, witches. Like Not actual, Satanists, yeah, but witches. Actual witches. 1600s <laughs> witches. Yeah. Uh, with a hex on your family. That are into their own... Rock music. Yeah, Rosemary, in this Rosemary is is hexed, cursed by a bloodline to 
Which, okay, if you are a Satanist or a witch in this case, and you love Satan and all that jazz, why would the punishment be like, you get to be the mother of the Lord of Light or whatever the hell, right? I mean, isn't that good in their opinion? I mean, yeah, bad in the family tradition, right? I think they're just like making a mockery of that because the, the guy that burns him at the stake is so against him, he's just making mockery of I get his that. life work, his life's work, and I his that. bloodline after that. But then, like, because, like I said, there's the one image of her being hailed as almost like a Mother Mary or something mm. like that, right? Yeah. Where that's I'm like, huh, weird. You know, she's seen in a positive light. Where if that's like the, yeah, we should have thought of something to actually like punish her. You know, not like do her something good in our graces. I think in their eyes, though, it's it's a punishment like, to what's his face? What's the original Hawthorne guy? Yeah, face? Reverend yeah. John. Yeah, Robert, it's the yeah. ultimate punishment oh. to him because he's the one that damned them in the first place and burned them. Well, the I'm sure it's not like Rosemary. She doesn't like raise the child. I'm sure the witches just like got the baby out. Yeah, I assume she's, that she's, she's dead, dead. Yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, well, she's, she's there missing, again, but yeah, yeah, they yeah, say they, she's missing. Or her soul is damned to hell because she is ultimately one of the Salem bloodline. I mean, you know. Yeah. So she's screwed ultimately. I think they're just yeah. You know, it's like she's the vessel, so she carries the. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's too many storylines, in my opinion. Maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe you should decide whether you want to have a witch curse movie with a heavy metal record, or a Rosemary's Baby for a new generation. I don't know if they had room for both. It seems. See, I'm like I'm on the opposite tack, where it seems like they were. There were some scenes that felt to me like. They were filling time. Like, they had enough time to do both of the, the stories. But then they also had, like, the scene in the chapel, you know, where she con- is confronted by this demon priest. And got, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that fucking was... scene is like, what? Yeah. She's, like, the easiest chick to, like, molest. I know. I was thinking <laughs> that, too. I'm like, what? It's just like, she's, does it help? He's like, suck it. She's like, no, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was doing that. it. She just said nothing. She said nothing. There was not even a whimper. I he just can. pushed her head down, and it was just, and he's like, coming. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. How all she's sucking it through the cloth. <laughs> uh, he unzipped his pants. Isn't oh, that how it goes well, all the time? I mean, here's the question. <laughs> Is that somehow excusable because a moment later it's revealed to be a nightmare that she's at? So it's yeah. got nightmare logic. It's like, He's even though you don't want to do it, you end up doing it, you know, in the dream. Well, thank God, because that whole scene, that when that was happening, I, wow. I turned to you and I asked you so, I asked you something, and then it turned out to be a dream. But Yeah. yeah. I She's, think I've always been disappointed in, in movies that use that tactic, you know, where, like you said, because a lot of these movies are, they're kind of, I mean, they're up against an idea, right? It's not nothing really physical that's going to happen, so... Movies are like peppered with nightmares and like, and you know, whatever the hell, right? Drug sequences or. Yeah, well, that's kind of ha- how you have to do the horror, right? I mean, because otherwise you wouldn't have any, <laughs> I suppose. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and you've got, I mean, in this case, you've got a guy who's a visual stylist, so he's going to go and give you like ashen faced, uh, you know, hospital workers and whatever guys the walking fuck goats. And I mean, it just adds to like the, this encroaching. Uh, like it feels like you can feel her going mad, I guess, by seeing all of this stuff. Yeah, I think it's like it's all random, kind of, and inserted there just to create these moments where you go, Ugh. "Oh, yeah, that's, you yeah. know, that's gross, that's disgusting, that's, that's freaky looking." 
it's to try and hammer the audience because it becomes so uh it happens so often you know because mm-hmm. most of the movies about are walking a dog so you gotta throw her in. <laughs> there was at least like three <laughs> scenes of her walking her dead. Hey, but they, to their credit, they didn't kill the fucking dog in the witch movie, which is you know. Isn't that yeah. crazy? You would assume she'd yeah. be like, "I need to feed the baby." Yeah. At one point, they actually show the witches take Heidi out of her apartment to go sacrifice her to Satan, and they they do put the dog in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so that's so the now humane it's thing. In the bathroom to yeah, rot they away. Don't hate dogs. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, they show the scene of spitting in the face of babies and stuff like that. Yeah, they spit in the face of babies. Yeah. But they don't kill the dog, man. Because they're trying to be outrageous, right? I mean, like, how do you... you, (laughs) I was waiting for them to, like, eat the baby or something, or, like, tear it apart, or... You know, just get yeah, some. She looks like an afterbirth dog. Yes. Which is, you know, I was of, just um... going to allude to that. Oh, my God. Oh, that was where you had your hand over your face. The whole... <laughs> yeah. I look over and she's like looking through. I didn't put my whole arm over my face this time, but I had my hand and I'm like, what in the Are fuck they, like, is happening right now? tongues, too? Are they like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm so, like, yeah. 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 Oh, it was very witchy. They were crazy. <laughs> it's like, if you were a witch back then, it's like, uh, how they weren't found out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, listen, all you gotta do is fucking open your ears at yeah. night, and they're out there like, yeah, screaming their, their music, off. the devil's music. Alright, so here's the question that I, that I have for you. If, if Rob Zombie was trying to change his... Uh, his style, right? Which we're saying was all hillbillies, really, uh, I say, a oh, abrasive, havoc, just abrasive, uh, yeah, abrasive characters. Uh, they say fuck like all the time. I mean, yeah. that's another Rob yeah. Zombie. Hillbillies that are like fucking dirty, unwashed yeah. masses, and this all serial killers, and just really uh, abrasive personality. Yeah, is types. there a movie yeah. where you don't see Sherry Moon's butt crack? Like, it's okay. no, no, she's got a very yeah. nice butt crack. Yeah, well, it's funny. Uh, Show it off. Show Part it of off. The draw. Show it off. I mean, I don't Especially think you see like your in, whole ass in like uh, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses or Devil's oh. Rejects, but you see her butt, butt crack because yeah, she's got true. those jeans on that are all. Oh yeah, when and she's torn. going into the and the, the, the pussy liquors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> red hot pussy liquors. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, sorry. Well, if this is <laughs> if this is trying to be a stylistic change for that, I mean, we've got camera work, which is more lockdown. Anybody else get the Shining vibe? Kubrick, you're trying yeah. to do like these yeah, down the halls, yeah. and slow moves. I mean, it takes its time, which is kind of the, the flip entity of like down his, the hall. His other movies, which are more rapid faced editing. Um, but the one thing that I thought that he did do <clears throat> successfully or not that that he attempted was he actually tried to have sympathetic characters succeed or fail. They're vague yeah. characters. Yeah. All of them are vague. You don't know any of them because you got, it's like, okay, you got her, you got her kind of not really boy toy guy that works at the- Why you uh, stand in for Rob Zombie? There's always- Yeah, yeah, Rob, yeah Zombie Rob Zombie beard. Pseudo Zombie. Uh, you got the old lady witches. Who you, turn out to be- You got evil. the author who is like only there- to track down the fact yeah. that she, yeah. she's blood related to, her. I mean, that's the that fucking was, only. Yeah. Then that he guy like, was a waste. Yeah, and then he goes to like die. Him. Yeah. Well, because he was a waste. He's well, a character that, like, oh, he's just no. like, I'm curious about this for some reason. Let me do some checking. I'm gonna talk to this other guy. Oh, do 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 do. I'm gonna go to the thing, well, and so then they, he just who like, would have, who would have done that then if if they would have. 
had that character. Like, who would have done it if well, they didn't the have Well, the fucking witches could have just been like, ah! Well, <laughs> like, well you I gotta mean, have that saying. moment where you feel like someone's gonna save her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but He's the Dr. Loomis yeah. character. Well, yeah, that's, but, that's but I don't think they give him enough time. time. Well, that may be the uh, yeah maybe, but I mean I guess that's the thing you're supposed to try and think that the the, the logical conclusion of his story is he gets there mm-hmm. in the nick of time and he, saves her somehow because he yeah. finds out the way to to fight the witch. And I'm telling yeah. you that only happens. They, so that's why I'm asking if like yeah. when you're saying his character is a waste, is it because they killed him? They clipped yeah. his storyline. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, fuck, he never it got was to like done. His goal. Yeah. Well, because he already accomplished his goal. He already found out that she was related. He just didn't get to talk to her and warn her. That's it. So that's that's why it's like there was no. That's why it's like I can kind of see what he was trying to do with that scene. Kind of the well, it's like I said, the misery thing, right? The there's the yeah, old yeah, sheriff yeah, yeah, in yeah. town, right, gotcha, huh? and he's, he's in the bedroom, yeah, and right. he's going to save me. He shows up, gets, but they don't have that those stakes in the scene. Right, you know, yeah, he's missing the stakes, and and the ah. whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, zombie. I'm like, was this originally supposed to be Malcolm McDowell in this role? <laughs> right, I don't know. It was no, it was supposed to be uh, Bruce Dern for some cat oh, scheduling really? reason. He had to duck out. Hmm. There's some, huh. yeah, because so the whole time I sat there, I'm like, I'm like, this looks like it should have been written for Malcolm McDowell. I'm shocked that yeah. Bruce Dern would have even agreed to do it, and instead it's Bruce Davidson from Willard. Anyone? Willard? Yep. Willard. The old one? Will it, yeah. Yep. And then eventually later the X-Men. Yeah. Lots of cameos in Rob Zombie movies. Wait, okay, before we get to that, the, I, I think that the relationship between Heidi and Whitey does have a couple of moments probably helped out by the sound design where it actually does feel more human and touching than anything Rob Zombie's ever done. I mean, you look at, like, yeah. anything he's ever done before. It's like, okay, at least you're doing something different as a filmmaker. You know, well, not the love between Michael and his mother. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't tell if you're joking. Or <laughs> no. I, I actually don't remember Halloween two that much, but no, that, that didn't seem because you're still dealing with the uh, the hillbillies, you know, like no. the really obnoxious because uh, the sister's you know awful and the father's awful and all that stuff. Mm. Family dynamic. Yeah, but he really loved his mother. Mm-hmm. So I guess in this movie, it seems to me that it makes it, like, to the extent that you do identify with her, you're it's like the Passion of the Christ. You see that movie? You're watching a guy get fucking tortured for two fucking hours. That's kind of what nah. this feels like. You've got a woman who's, you know, there's, you know, for no reason other than the bad luck or hereditary, right, bad genes, is... She's not brutalized. She's getting fucked by Satan. (laughs) Gets fucked by Satan. She's getting all these bruises all over her face that you think are like coke bruises, but you're like, oh shit, no, they're Satan fuck bruises. (laughs) (laughs) They are. That's where it showed up, I thought they were junky. See, that's what I'm saying. This movie throws out too many threads that they never really pick up because they're supposed to be really relying on the idea that, oh, she was a junkie and that... She's feeling sick, not because she's impregnated with the Antichrist, but because she is relapsed. But they really oh, don't yeah. drive that home, you know? They really don't. I don't think... I mean, Whitey's kind of thinking it. Yeah. But it, they just don't, like, really follow that story through. Well, it seems like they don't want her to be... Obviously, they don't want her to be a junkie. They, it would I, ruin the show. Yeah. <laughs> but then they're doing tequila shots when they're done. Like, Well, as long as it's not heroin. Yeah, as long as yeah. it's crack. Yeah, Isn't well, she smoking crack? She's smoking heroin? 
Who's the fucking uh, drug addict here? <laughs> I don't know. It like crack to me. It was a crack pipe, right? Yeah, you it was a crack heroin? pipe. You we can smoke no, heroin. You shoot I heroin. Intervention. Uh, right. I thought you shoot heroin, yeah. but you smoke crack. No, you crack. can yeah, smoke it. Black tar. Yeah. Heroin. I thought it was heroin. Okay. All right. See? Maybe. I thought it was heroin, too. I asked you, and you said it was crack. I've always used the, you know, I shoot my heroin. I don't fucking smoke it. Well, you know, some people smoke it. They get that horrid cough. This podcast gets black flagged. Their teeth fall out. <laughs> but then she like what? They, like she's gonna become a junkie because it's like, well, Monday, Monday, and Tuesday, she was fine. Yeah. Now she's a junkie all of a sudden, like with like really bad bruises all over, and like. And well, I just don't buy that they. That, I don't know. I wonder so if they didn't the, drive that story home. Yeah, because I agree they didn't drive it home. But what I'm assuming that they're doing again, I don't know. But I assume that they're doing the the deal where, like. She may have a mental illness. This whole thing may be imagined. And then she eventually, uh, the stress makes her relapse to drugs. Drugs compound the mental illness. She's seeing visions and all this stuff isn't, you know, uh, real. The only thing that we have that actually says that it's real is that Heidi, or sorry, uh, Whitey and the other Herman aren't able to intercept, you know, or intercede in the end of the movie. Well, you know, it's real because the witnesses. That could be all cerebral, too. But the only thing that says it was real is uh, the radio broadcast. Yeah, the, the ending. Well, see, yeah, I, I guess I could see it, like, the story following through more, like, because it's, cause it's day-to-day. If it had gone a week and she showed up, or may, maybe even, like, three, two or three days and she showed up to work late. And they think she, you know, relapsed or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's it's a day to day thing, like. And I think Whitey was wasn't he even concerned about her before she even showed up late? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he's concerned about her like right from I think the first time she hears the music. Well, she's just mm-hmm. like I'm tired. Like you're you right. can crash on the couch. Yeah. It's like you're tired. <laughs> you know, so Maybe she's around. relapsing. Yeah, because usually when he goes over to her house yeah, the, at I mean, four o'clock in the morning, you know, yeah. there's some action going on there. Is there? But, yeah, I think so. Oh, because no, that's why like, he's like, but she's yeah. like couch. Couch. Well, like, yeah, really? couch. I was like, these kids I never got assume, together at the end. <laughs> no, I didn't think they'd he ever shot because she said couch at the first. I didn't get the vibe that they'd ever maybe. Oh, so this was a blossoming romance, not like an actual one. It was a I mean, Nick was the one that's like friend zone. <laughs> like I was almost, said that, and that's the way I took it. I remember too. the first time I saw this, I was almost hoping they were going to play with the whole she's pregnant and like, right? Yeah. Is it Whitey? Yeah, is it yeah. his? Her getting, no, it was, her getting sick at some point. Like made me think about that. Maybe at the radio station. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like is she getting ill? Because she's. I only slept on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh. Anybody spotting? I mean, the Rob Zombie cameo appearances. Who do you have, like, in this yeah. uh, I don't know. cast who's done it? Well, we got Magenta from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, everybody's starting to get so old. I'm just like, old person. Elliot I'm not Pum. seeing them as the uh, star. Yep, D. Wallace, who was mm-hmm. also in Halloween uh, as she one of the other witches. Judy Gleason's the other witch, but I can't. I don't know if I've ever seen her anything. I think she was in, like, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot or something... Tulane Blacktop or something way back in the day. We got uh, Maria Conchita Alonzo from The Running Man. Anyone? Uh, oh, she worked for the company. Yep. She's Bruce Davidson's wife. She movie. was that woman. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that person. 
who else is in the cast? We got Meg Foster, who we've already touched on, who's done yeah. a legacy of stuff. Great, great yeah. films. Right. And you said Sid Hanks. He got cut. Yep, Sid Hang and Michael Berryman were There's cut. There's no Bill Mosley in there, right? Nope. But Andrew Prine, who plays the film version of John Hawthorne, I remember being one of the uh, visitors on TV, the TV miniseries, V. Hmm. What? Yeah. Well, I yeah. love he looked very different back then. He was Steven, I think. Steven? That sounds, I just came out of my head. That must be his name. That has to be it. Yeah, there's Steven and Diana, right? And John, uh, it's all coming back. It's been a long time. <laughs> uh, uh, who else is in the movie? That's about it, right? That's about it. Okay. All right. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, are we, we got anything else to say about uh, Lords of Salem before we get to our final Damn thoughts? It. We'll give you a moment. <laughs> I mean, I thought Sherry Moon pulled off dreads pretty well. No, I, I wasn't feeling the dreads. No? No. No. I, I still see her as, as baby firefly. Mm. Even with, did she have dreads? No, she had curls. Oh, yeah, she had, curls, she had her huh? hair all curly. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that means it goes to no mailbag tonight. You can write in if you want to talk to us. We're at facebook.com slash. Yeah, because mailbag is sitting here. Yeah, mailbag's sitting right here. What do you think? Yeah, how about that, Sean? <laughs> huh? Boom. How who's about here? that? And who is it? Who's right? here and who's not here? Huh? <laughs> yep. So that's facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, you can also write to us at Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com and get it on hold of us on Twitter at Sat Freak Show. Uh, Travis is up first with his wrap-up of the Lords of Salem. Uh, I don't like this movie. <laughs> it's just because this movie has too many halves. There's not one whole of this movie. It's just too, a lot of halves. You know, like I said, you got, you got the, the giving birth to the Antichrist story. You got the heroine story. You got the what's her relationship to Whitey story. You got the author detective story. You got the three old ladies taking care of Rosemary. <laughs> I'm going to call her Heidi or whatever. And I just think there's too many like little pieces to this where I think a lot, just everything about it feels undone to me. Even by the end where you should feel some like a pop apocalyptic, like, you know, Satan spawn walks the earth, you know, in like in living form or whatever. But I don't feel that apocalypse, you know, I don't, I don't feel it. I don't. Yeah, the they got their revenge on the thirty-two daughters or whatever, the thirty-two bloodline or whatever. But but I've never really seen a witch movie that really captures my imagination. I guess of what a witch is, except for maybe like Pumpkinhead or there's something. A, there's a short film called Witchfinder. It's actually pretty oh, good. that one's pretty good. I actually Behind kept thinking curtain. about it the whole time I was watching this. Black uh, Sunday? Yeah, like, was all oh, that never... No? Because even in, like... Because they never do Witch that much witchy stuff. Like, in Suspiria, witches send out, like, a hairy arty with a knife. Yeah. Right? It's just like, huh, that's witchy, right? Stabbing? That's... Uh, it's supernatural. It's weird. It's, it's, it's supernatural. <laughs> stabbing. Supernat- it was a supernatural stabbing. 
<laughs> the craft? It was the music. Yeah, the, the craft. Okay, I'm just getting ridiculous now. This is the second time tonight someone has fucking brought up the craft. The craft. Never yeah, again. Yeah. Not one fucking witch movie. Listeners, I mentioned the craft earlier this evening. Uh, the witches of Eastwick. Hey, like, yeah, that was pretty Is that good. like, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I just. like a serious one. Well, I don't know, just a good, what you could do, like, a fucking hex or something is just kind of like, it's hard to show. Like I said, how do you make a whole movie? I mean, that's why I don't think it can be done. How do you make a whole movie based on just like a hex or make a whole movie? uh, uh, It's not witches, but um, the Night of the Demon, casting the roots. Isn't it called Night of the Demon? What? Dan Andrews? Or what? The The guy gets uh, cursed, handed to him. And like, oh, the fucking ring. That's a movie about it. Somebody gets cursed and whole movie. Yeah, Yeah, but a lot of that's driving around, too. You know what I mean? A lot of it is driving around. Apparently, I I mean, honestly, I liked uh, American Horror Story. Oh, the Coven? Coven. I liked it. Uh, see, I thought oh, that was their weakest I mean, season. I'm not trying to interrupt. Yeah, I'm, to just saying, I'm just saying in these type of movies, you are kind of waiting to get to the end, you know, in a weird way. You're kind of, you introduce an idea, and then you're, you're waiting to see if it happens. You're waiting to right. see if anything's going to stop it, if it's going to actualize. But in that meantime, I think what you do is important. And when your main character is just kind of like sick in bed or whatever, right? And you don't have a lot of other like supporting characters that are strong enough to really like pick up the movie. Because I get, like, I was so disappointed when the boyfriend actually gets to the door and the old woman's just like, tell him to wait outside. She's like, wait outside. It's like, dude, be a fucking man. Push that old lady over. (laughs) Fucking take care of your heroine, you know, add a girlfriend or whatever. You know, like, he was just like, okay. I'll come back later to bring you to the fucking witch show. Like, I don't know. It was just like, fucking missed opportunity for a leading man. Like, like I don't know. That guy could have been like, you know. Could have been the leading man. They would have had to kill them in order to keep the movie They will, but at least it would have been like one more death or something, right? Because yeah. all you had was like a frying pan hit that you didn't even really get to witness by, you know, a <laughs> but, Yeah. And... Uh, like I said before about how, uh, he's trying to make these, like, these, uh, like, artistic, metaphorical, like, editing choices, but then has a character just speak aloud what's happening. It's just like, well, what the fuck? Either go for it or don't. <laughs> don't be like, I'll put this in for the normies. It's like, dude, what are you, are you a fucking genius, astro creep, you know, Dragula, you're a genius, you know, like, you gotta, like, I don't know, to me, it's like, Rob Zombie, I think, talks down to his horror community, that's why he's, he's trying to make these fucking intellectually superior fucking, like, trash flicks, you know, like, I don't know, it's, I I just see him as a kind of a pretentious dude, because it's like, yeah, this is a guy who's, like, I watch the black and white horror films, not the, you know... Like, I don't see him watching the 80s shit that we all love. He watches the black and white, like, all the Bela Lugosi, all the fucking... Like, he's that fucking horror well, guy. according to you, he watches Rosemary's Baby. Well... I think he can only... Those, still those for the movies best. are all uh, public domain. That's why they show up. Well, but... but I'll, well, I've seen the interviews with say, him. A lot or, of those black and white movies end up in his movies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, so I just, I don't know, I just think he tries to 
you're kind of jumping the shark when you try to make a horror movie to me is always going to be exploitation. And when you try to introduce art into exploitation, I think you're just like just fighting an uphill battle. It's just like, dude, art isn't exploitation. Exploitation isn't art. I mean, it can become it if it's, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Maniac. I, there's some horror movies I would call art. You know, Halloween, for fuck sure, you know. But they're usually art through limitation, right? They're usually, oh, well, we had to use these slow, steady, like, slow movements because, fuck, we only had this much film. And then sometimes they're not art by, by you know, trying, basically, right? But, so, I don't know. Yeah, I just think he's... The, pretent- the pretentious horror filmmaker that, I mean, I've seen all his fucking movies because it's like, damn it, this guy's supposed to like, that's why it's like, I don't think this guy likes what I fucking like. <laughs> like, like I love horror. I've loved horror my whole life. It, it, I, there's something he, there's some horror that he's in, like, it's more, like I said, it is more that 50s fucking like, yeah, more that, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, I fucking know what I'm trying to say, but... Yeah, it's... Yeah, fucking foo-foo. I do not recommend it. Fucking foo-foo. Yeah, dude. Foo-foo. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> pretentious. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it's... It's not bad. It it is slow. I feel like he drags it on a little more than he needs to. Um, it's definitely not my favorite Rob Zombie movie, but it's not the worst. Um, You've and, seen more Rob Zombie movies? Yes, I have. Wow! Just checking to make sure. I've seen I'm both sure. Halloween's and House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Reach. Holy shit! But <laughs> not Star Wars. No. Continue. But um, I is this is this the most recent one he's done? He's working on one called Thirty One right now. Okay. As of this recording, that is. Okay. Um. I mean, I see he was. I see what he was going for. I know Travis thinks it's a total ripoff of Rosemary's Baby. I didn't get that, but I'm again. I'm. I probably haven't seen Rosemary's. I've only seen it once. When you've dissected Rosemary's Baby like I, I have, you would be I like, "I have not." Yeah. Imposter. <laughs> I get oh, it. Oh, sir. I, I was just saying that when uh, you know I saw this movie and I didn't. I didn't think about Rosemary's Baby, but um. I mean, it's a good concept. I think it's a good idea. Um, I just think the movie went a little longer. Like, it just drug on a little bit. Because, I don't know, how long is this movie? Like, I felt like we were sitting there for a long time. We're trying in one minute. But it... I think it... I don't know. Oh, like I don't know how to describe it. Like I think it had it had some good points and it had just some kind of slow ones. And so um, I I will probably watch this movie again. Um, 
So I guess I have to recommend it if I watch it again, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna watch it again. Like is that poison to your eyes? And, no, like, you never watch it again. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Like I I might watch it again. I don't know. Like, but whoa, I don't whoa, know whoa. if I want to tell people. You just said that you just, would watch yeah, it again. Yeah. I know. Not, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, have oh. this inner battle. Like I don't know. Do <laughs> I might? Like I didn't hate it, but I don't know. You didn't hate it, but did you like it? Is there a reason to watch it again? No. I know, right? Nothing happens in this movie. No. She gets sick. <laughs> end of movie. <laughs> the end. I know. Like, I don't know she if I... She don't feel good. I mean, I didn't hate it. I wanted, I don't want to tell people not to watch it because I didn't think it was a terrible movie, but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say no to watching it. So do I tell you? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's the You'll first dilemma I've ever time. had. Hey, you want to watch Lords of Salem? Like, <laughs> I don't know. No, <laughs> not my answer. I, I mean, I, I would okay. I'll recommend. I would recommend watching this over Halloween too. How's that? Well, yeah, oh, so, uh, for oh, sure. Wow. Right? Can okay. I say that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. I'll I'll recommend the movie. Question mark. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so it's my turn. Uh. I am a huge Rob Zombie fan. I, I've probably watched The House of a Thousand Corpses tons of times. Uh, same thing with The Devil's Rejects and uh, his remake of Halloween. Uh, I, I, I steer away from Halloween, too, because you could just definitely tell that he wasn't into it, that he just kind of was like, okay, I'm contracted to do this movie, and I, I'm just going to shit all over the place and... Call it Halloween two, and not I get, say what horror fan would not be into it, right? Are you fucking right? I don't get it. Well, I, I think he was meaning to have Halloween have a be a standalone. I don't think he ever wanted a sequel to that movie, right? Yeah, and he uh, didn't. No, because I remember him saying like they offered it to him, and it's like, well, we're gonna give it to you or somebody else. He's like, yeah, at least I can do something with it. Yeah. Yep. He just wanted to do something different than what had been done before. And then I just seen that they were doing a third, uh, a loosely based third one mm-hmm. with a new director. Yeah. And I just seen the day that they were having some kind of issues with it again. Yeah, so. <laughs> okay, we need yeah. a story. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. They're hiring another Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I would say out of all of his movies, you know. And and I'm in, including El Superbisto, you know his his animated film. I would have to say that this one is weaker than his Doubled Rejects and Thousand Corpses, and I would say Halloween. I would probably rank it his fourth one before Halloween two. And I just didn't like El Superbisto for for what it was. And I'm a big uh, cartoon in that. In that was a uh, Adult Swim fan, and I, you know, thought it was going to be along in those lines, and it was just kind of, eh, you know, obnoxious. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah, know? House of a Thousand Corpses, a Devil's Rejects, I think is his best. Do you agree? No, no, I, I still say a Thousand Corpses. Okay, well, that's fine. Just but the way, just the way never. he shot that movie, and <laughs> and you know, just the way that it just gave you. A, a dirty fill to where you, you felt like you had to take a shower after that movie, you know, more than 
Devil's Rejects did. Okay. Um, but this movie, it, it like you guys have said, it kind of drug along a little bit. But um, being a fan of of his stuff, and I'm a big fan of sh- you know Sherry. You know, she's my lady. But uh, I, I thought she she did a way better acting job in this one than than uh than as like Michael Myers' mom. Um, but not the zany you know baby Firefly, which she played in the other two movies. Um. I, I would say watch this movie uh, just because I'm a big fan of Rob Zombie and, you know, uh, I like I like the way he works. And no he, diggity. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd say watch it for if you're a Rob Zombie fan, rock music fan. Uh, you do get a plug of Rush in there. So that was kind of nice. It's no free bird like at the end of... Uh, the Devil's Rejects, but oh, no. uh, I'd probably say that was probably his best uh, filming is right there. At the, the, the ending of Devil's Rejects is the, the free bird scene. Tutti fucking fruity, man. He always seems to have like one song, right? That uh, defines each movie. Love Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, free Bird. In this one, I think it's is it all tomorrow's parties? It's the Velvet Underground. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's yep. two Velvet Underground songs. So, yeah. He picks his soundtracks. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, I guess. Do you have anything else? No, no, I'm good. See you. All right. I just want to give you a little context of where I'm coming from in case you're also of this uh, frame of mind. <laughs> like, I really like uh, older, you know, like the the. I mean, what do you call them? The, the mind fuck movies, the strange movies of like you know something like Dario Argento's Inferno. That thing doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense, but somehow when you're watching it, you know it rolls over you as a sensory experience. I think uh, you know a lot of the movies of Stanley Kubrick, like they make more sense, but they do the same thing. It's a sensory experience that you have when you watch it. Uh, you know, I like Italian movies like The Beyond, you know, I mean, that's one where, uh, you know, you know, you try to recommend that to like a normal person, they're going to look at you like you are off your fucking rocker because they're just not going to understand it. Right. I mean, it's very bizarre. It's very weird. <clears throat> As Travis said, I think on the podcast, reality breaks down like, you know, the hell is on earth kind of thing. I think the same thing's being applied in this movie. Uh, Rob Zombie's a guy who I'm like, I admire him for the fact that in, you know, we used to have, I grew up with horror movie directors as heroes of mine. There was, you know, Wes Craven, John Carpenter, uh, George Romero, David Cronenberg, you know, like Toby Hooper, all these guys are making movies and they've since all basically, they're on their last legs to retirement. So I'm looking around, I'm like, are there even still people who, I mean, because those guys always worked, Cronenberg aside, pretty much exclusively in the horror genre. You know? Everybody else now, Gore Verbinski makes a great movie. It's called The Ring. But he doesn't live in the horror genre. He's just able to walk on and, and do it, you know? And then he walks out and he goes and does Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever the hell. There are guys like uh, Alex Aja and like uh, uh, Rob Zombie and Eli Roth and these guys 
and James Wan, so the Fury of Seven aside, you know, who like live and breathe the genre, I think. And um, I think, you know, co- coming from the background of like, you know, appreciating the surreal kind of the experience, I knew when I saw this movie that I'd have an ex- had an experience. You know, it was just gloomy, heavy, thick, uh, you know, oppressive. Uh, that's horror, I guess. It created a world that was just like, it laid on you like a fucking ton of bricks. And it's like, you can't breathe kind of thing. You know, I have a very, very thick atmosphere in this movie. And I mean, I like the whole, you know, uh, witches and all this stuff. So it was kind of cool to like see, you know, all of that, you know, in in this kind of demonic, very heavily satanic movie, which is also something that you don't really see too much of. Usually they movies skirt around the edge of it, but this one's like, we're going to be satanic by like, but isn't it crazy how like unauthentic the Satanism is? Isn't yeah, it but, weird? But like if something is as yeah. satanic as it yeah. is, there's not a lot of familiar. Yeah, Cause the guy's the guy who wrote, it's not a Satanist. I mean, that's why I can see that, you know, watch it. It's like, this mm-hmm. is horror movie Satanism, right? Yeah. But it's very thick horror movie Satanism. Man, I saw this, uh, short one time, most satanic thing. That I've ever seen. It was called Love for Mother Only. Denison <laughs> Ramahalo. Did you? I showed yeah, you. Like, yeah. That thing is like, that just feels really dark. I'm it's like, really oh, weird. Fuck. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a way distant uh, cousin of that, but I mean, it has like a, a similar kind of vibe to it um, that's really oppressive. I don't agree with the idea that, that Rob Zombie's a, an elitist, uh, you know, like poser wandering around in horror. Genre. Because I think that, what I say? Did I say poser? No, I poser. 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 With the U. Like a poser. Yeah. You say I poser. They came up with it, right? So it's their word. They know how to, how to say it. Poser. Um, there are guys who do stuff because uh, they're paid to do it. There are other guys who are doing this stuff, I think, because they live it. I have no doubt in my mind that this guy lives Halloween oh, 24-7 in his head. And strangely enough, like, you know, it's like, it feels like you're plugged into somebody's subconscious. This movie, mm-hmm. I'm sure, makes 100% sense to the guy who wrote it, right? So in that way, it kind of feels like he's giving you, like, this window viewing screen that's tethered yeah. To some roiling, crazy, horror-centric uh, part of his, his brain. I have a question for you. Shoot. Uh, so, if you think this makes complete 100% sense, obviously it does, in Rob Zombie's mind, like, to his crew and all of his cast, does it make sense to him? No. Or but to I them? Think, no, and not his audience, either. I think, But I think mm-hmm. he's, he's leaving this open to interpretation. I think that's what he's doing. Okay. Is like I'm gonna you know put it out there. This is it means something to me. I'm trying to be different than you know what has come before because you know obviously all of this imagery you've seen in some form or another. Uh, he's trying to recombine you know take the original elements, deconstruct them, put them back together again. I mean I noticed like callouts to you know I mean being a fan of these movies, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky. Uh, Ken Russell, you know, I mean, you look at like altered states and you've got the end of your know, layer of the white worm. You've got the end mind freak moments in this movie right there. Mm. Um, I forgot where I was going with this, but the idea. Sorry. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you ask? Does people know? And I said that the audience, I don't think, knows it. You said but he does lives his Halloween. cast and crew, does it make sense to them? And you said no. No. Uh, and because, like I said, I think he's leaving it open to interpretation. However, I think that Rob Zombie as a director, or a writer and a director, I don't necessarily think that he's all that good. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, oh, so, oh, oh, I said this. Thank you. Because I want, you know, I'm looking back over his filmography, and it's like House of a Thousand Corpses is really amateurish. The writing is terrible. The uh, no, I'm not saying the it's effect. It's a remake uh, of Texas effect. Chainsaw Massacre 2. The effect of it is still uh-huh. entertaining to watch, right? But he misidentifies with, like, who you're supposed to identify with in a horror movie. He identifies with the villains, and he fucks up that movie. You can't be scared of them if you identify with them. He fixes that in The Devil's Rejects, which is really? probably the movie mm-hmm. that is the most aligned with, like, that guy's sensibility at a film was The Devil's Rejects. I think it still aligns with, with the 100%. villains, though. I think you nailed it. Well, yeah. That's why I don't no, like his movies. No, but in Devil's movies. Rejects, the, the villains are the protagonists. Yeah. No, That's I, why I, he I, fixed it, you know? No, I, I, I agree with that 100%. That You nailed that on the head. That's, that's excellent. I was waiting for Run, Rabbit, Run. Yeah. yeah well, I, know I was waiting moments, for those yeah, guys yeah. To, to bite it, man. And then Halloween. I do appreciate what he did with Halloween. Yeah, yeah it's different. Dick. Yeah, but it's Everybody's very different. Just a dick. <laughs> yeah, but that's part of the Rob Zombie world, and it, it's not like it's tarnished the original Halloween to me because I watch that one every year. It's mm-hmm. just like an alternative version that you yeah. can watch, and like, but it's decent. But Halloween two, Halloween two, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And you yeah. sit there going, like, here's a guy who at that point had made three feature films, but Halloween two is like the work of someone who has never touched a fucking. Well, doesn't yeah. know anything. Never like written said, a movie. He never touched the movie before. To really, it's like but if it's I did a movie. That, it's worse if than like Jenny it's, it, went and made a movie. Incompetent. It's incompetent. <laughs> it's inept. There's <laughs> moments in that movie where there are scenes that just exist for the fact of being scenes. They're not connected to anything in front of it or behind it in the narrative <laughs> flow. They're just like here's a scene, and then here's another scene. It's like where are we going with this fucking thing? Like why you know? But hey, that's Halloween too. So this <laughs> this movie I appreciate as being a very like strange uh, and odd and one of a kind. I'm maybe change of pace for a guy who's you know I'm interested in the work that he does. Mm-hmm. He's getting better every time that he goes to bat. I think. I mean that's a it's a very I don't want to say it's a mature you know like Lords of Salem's a more mature film because he slowed things down, took time, and you know. But I mean more artistic ish esque. The idea that he's taking time to slow things down and, like, you know, put you in the space of the, you know, the apartment or the hallway or, you know, whatever, instead of, it's it's diametrically opposed to what he did before. That's, I guess, why I think it's interesting, and I kind of like that filmmaking more. It's the same, Double Rejects, better movie, but uh, I think this is my second favorite Rob Zombie movie, so... um yeah, if you like any of the movies I referenced, I think you have to see it. I couldn't believe when I did see it that I was actually like, you know, I missed, you know, the era for Inferno, The Beyond, and all those, you know, great uh, weirdo movies of the past. And I could not believe that I was seeing that type of movie, like, alive on the, in a cinema, you know, mm-hmm. with this movie. I felt that also with The Devil's Rejects, because I didn't see Texas Chainsaw in the theater or whatever. Like, those movies had to be transgressive. When someone first saw that, you had to be like, 
What? Who are the fucking people who made <laughs> yeah, right? this movie? These How people is this are thing sick. on the fucking screen here? This is, yeah. <laughs> and I felt that during Devil's Rejects, probably because I had a couple yeah. of kids in front of me who were laughing during the rape scene and all that. So yeah. that made it really like, <laughs> what am I fucking doing here? But, uh, I mean, for those reasons, I guess I appreciate the voice of Rob Wolfgang, zombie. You do. Yeah. Uh, so that's a recommendation from, from me for Lords of Salem. And next week, we're going to be watching Jenny's pick. Jenny is picking. Would you rather? Still would you rather. Yeah. I was trying to psych Colin out. He, he, he claims that I always change my pick all the time. So I was, <laughs> like, I was trying to think of a clever... Like, it's a decent flick. Would you rather is what I'm... We doing. shall see. All right. So we're going to throw... So none of us, aside from Nick, well, I've, I've seen it, and it's it's a, it's a really good flick. You guys will enjoy it. Well, there Better you be, go. damn it. Two weeks of stinkers. This is too much. Don't watch it. I'm not going to. It's awesome. Watch it. Do Don't. It. Do it. No. Well, we're going well, to we're watch it. Saturday <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Friday. All right. So until then, ladies <laughs> and germs, the balcony. The balcony's going dark. Jesus Christ, it's the basement. <laughs> Your balcony's closed, sir. Closed. <laughs> and, the and the basement is going dark. <laughs>